Previously on Good Sex, Bad Sex. You know, it's not fair on teachers as well. They're very unclear about what they have to teach, what they can and can't teach. Yeah. You know, if they're in a religious school, then can they talk about LGBTQ? You know, it's it's. I think it's as difficult because the parents would kick off. Absolutely, so. yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Welcome to Good Sex, Bad Sex. This is a podcast for a metro.co.uk. It's kind of like EastEnders, but with a bigger duff-duff. <laughs> oh, I don't want to know. <laughs> uh, my name's Miranda Kay. My name is Bibi Lynch. And you can find our blogs at metro.co.uk. Coming up this week, we're talking to a lady who knows an awful lot about libido. It me! No, it's not, is it? Hi, my name's Laura, um, and I write a blog called Sex Potential. Bibi, what? How's your libido <laughs> today, specifically now? I think it's in the fridge still, and I think it's, <laughs> I think it's, it's on its way. My libido's gone to shit. Oh, yeah, I know why. Why? Should I say <laughs> this fucking podcast? This fucking podcast. <laughs> no, I'm. Should I be serious? Yeah, I'm. Um, Oh my god! Okay, I'm on antidepressants, uh, and it's just made me go weird. Yeah, which is depressing. Yeah, which is making me more depressed. Oh. Which means I want more antidepressants. <laughs> do you understand, doctor? <laughs> <laughs> what do you think? Tell you what to sort that out. What a damn good shag. Thank you. <laughs> At least buy me dinner first. Jesus. <laughs> Laura, thank you for joining us today. A good sex, bad sex. Great. How are you feeling? Hi. Yeah, good. Thank sexy, you. good, sexy, bad, sexy. Oh, good, sexy. Okay. Oh, good. Good. <laughs> good. Now we're talking to Maybe you. Maybe low, so- sexy. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We um, so we found you on Twitter. Mm. Uh, it's the name of a club in um, Birmingham. <laughs> She was just on it. She on was the just top. on it. Yeah, she was on Twitter. Get her in next time, Jesus. <laughs> she won't wear those trainers again. So we found you on Twitter um, because you've got this amazing blog, Sexponential. Mm. Yes. Please tell us what it's about. I started it, my God, in like maybe October last year. And it's all about um, kind of having a low sex drive, basically, and just sort of exploring that a little bit and just finding out about my self and just writing about sex and pleasure I suppose and so this is your story yeah a lot of it is and a lot of it's kind of um I think as I was trying to understand a bit more about sex drives I feel like all the information is kind of all over the place and yeah. there's there's some amazing stuff out there but it's quite hard to find so I just wanted to kind of collate it all in one place really and just sort of link people up I suppose with good sort of theories out there and good ways of trying to improve your sex drive, I suppose. How old were you when you started and when you sort of started figuring out that you had a a low libido or just that it wasn't as high as we're we're told it should be, I guess? I was, I think I was about 29 when I started figuring it out and that feels so young, you know, in in your 20s you feel like you should be like in your sexual prime and yeah, so it felt a bit like, oh, what the hell is wrong with me? I do not want sex. Oh, (laughs) did you not want it at all? Did you feel you wanted it but felt physically it wasn't comfortable or you just didn't have the urge at all? I think it was. It was like a really gradual realisation that it had just kind of gone. I just didn't think about it. Just It just was not on my radar at all, whereas it very much used to be. Okay. And I, although I was still having sex, it was like I just wasn't drawn to it in the same way. I didn't think about it as much as I used to. I yeah. bet you got more work done though. <laughs> 
I bet yes. your house was so clean. <laughs> no other distractions. I'm the same with Maltesers. I know you are. <laughs> like, do I really want Maltesers? They're in front of me, so I might as well have a Malteser, but I know I should. I'm not really that. I love a Malteser. I do love yeah. a Malteser. I know I should love a Malteser because yeah. they're lovely, but then it's like, oh, yeah. do I really want yeah. it? Well, you think about that website, and I talk to more about... <laughs> I was just thinking that's the ultimate question, <laughs> sex or Maltesers. I would have chosen Maltesers every time. Would you? Yeah. So is that the yeah. litmus test for libido? Absolutely. If or... <laughs> what if you're straddling a Kit Kat? <laughs> Two finger. Uh. <laughs> so, did you see it as a problem? Um, I think at the beginning, because I just didn't even think about it. To be honest, I was quite happy not having sex. Like I said, it just wasn't on my radar. I wasn't bothered about it. So relationship. Yeah, 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 I was. And it was kind of actually my boyfriend that was the one that brought it up. And it wasn't because we weren't having sex, but he was like, you're just not there anymore. And you just don't seem like the same person before. You're not really enjoying it. And it's never you that, it, uh, I don't it, know, it was full of like passion or anything like that. It just feel, felt a bit. He noticed that I was flat, and I was like, "Yeah, my vagina is flatlining." <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, oh. Bad times, bad times. <laughs> but that is the book title. <laughs> <laughs> the That's great. Second book. <laughs> <laughs> Memoirs. <laughs> Memoirs. <laughs> my God, did you feel flat generally in life? Were you depressed? I guess is what I'm asking. Um, I don't think it was depressed. Now that I. I'm kind of looking back on it. I think it was a lot to do with stress and a lot to do with linked up with kind of anxiety and just, I think, pressure in life. And just, I think sex had fallen to the absolute bottom of my to-do list and everything else felt so just more important. I just placed more emphasis on everything else, really. So you started having a look around on the internet. To, was there anything that came to your mind that you thought, right, immediately I've got a low libido, I'm not feeling it. What is the, the thing? What do you, what do you, what's your search term, I'm guessing? What, what do you put into Google? <laughs> yeah, oh my God. Do you know what? <laughs> Dr. Google was literally the first place that I went. So I was like, oh my God, what's wrong with me? Like, this is a serious oh. issue. And it's really horrible because I think you feel quite broken. Like, oh, there's something really wrong with me. And I think because I couldn't even remember how it felt to want sex, there's nothing to like, there's no breadcrumbs to trace your way back mm, to that, if you know yeah. what I mean. So I just thought, oh my God, I don't even know where to start. I can't remember where I typed in, probably like, I don't want sex. <laughs> what do I do? And yeah. I, the first thing that I found was just so many medical articles. And there was so much stuff out there. Like, I don't know if you've ever Googled that term about how to find your sex drive or whatever, but there's loads of stuff about on there, on like on the internet about, I don't know, drink sex coffee and get your sex drive back or oh, eat cauliflower or what? eat cauliflower <clears throat> or just, just like, I don't know, chuck a bit of broccoli in your diet and your sex drive will sort itself out. You know, like really just not helpful, <laughs> like fix yourself quick articles that are yeah. just not. It just, yeah, seemed ridiculous. What was yeah. sex coffee? Do you know what? I don't even know. I feel like I might try it for the blog and oh, then just definitely. review oh, it. So maybe you should try it. Crunched up oysters or something. <laughs> like, oh. Maybe you should drink it in a, in a <laughs> <laughs> live on air. <laughs> See what happens. <laughs> Oh, well, we came in with coffee for the first time ever tonight. I wondered what the- what's in that coffee. Oh, sex coffee kids. Oh. Maybe sex coffee is coffee that um, Ron Jammer, uh, Ron Jammery, Ron Jeremy's drunk and, and shut out. Oh, what, what's the cat coffee? Oh. There's cat coffee, isn't there? Certain cats. That, what's the? Come on, you all know what I mean. Uh, really expensive coffee. Oh, the ones. Yeah, the, where the, the oh, I thought it was monkeys where oh, they eat monkeys. the cocoa beans yeah. and yeah, that's out. it. Is yeah. it weasels? Oh, it's weasels. Oh, weasels. Yeah. Anyway, when not that we sponsored by any of them now because we <laughs> fucked up. Zoological coffee. So, zoological coffee. 
Um, you kind of curated all this information. Mm. Did it help? Did it work? What What did you do with it? I feel like the turning point, you've probably read it, but the um, Come As You Are book by Emily Nagoski, that was, I feel like that is my Bible oh. now. <laughs> so okay. how did that help? Because in that book, I think it's the first place I ever read just, I suppose, A, like it's normal to mm. have a low sex drive and it's actually not a problem unless you think it's a problem, yeah. which I think is really helpful. And for loads of people, obviously, if you don't feel like it is a problem, then you don't need to yeah. worry about it. Yeah. I think that made me think, oh, thank God, like this is not just me, I suppose. I'm not alone. But then I think after that, the biggest thing was she talks about like different types of sex drive and how I suppose that's kind of what I thought was the the model and that's how everybody should be mm. that sex just pops into your head and you just want it mm. but she talks about you probably know all of this stuff already oh, oh nothing no, 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 okay, okay, no okay, it's us. Us. we don't know what we want a flip chart yeah. <laughs> amazing I should bring in some little diagrams um but yeah the, the other type that she talked about which blew my mind was called responsive desire and it's all about that you don't necessarily just think about sex all the time. It's rather that you only become, like you only experience desire once you become aroused. So it's that whole idea of like, I suppose uh, like, I don't want to say suck it and see, but it's, say it. uh, <laughs> it's that whole, just do it. You know, like if, and for a lot of people, I think once you get into it and yeah, when you your mind it. catches up and you, yeah. you actually want sex and then you have a really good time. So that, just learning about different types of sex drive again was amazing and she talks about um your sexual break and your sexual accelerator i didn't know you again Ooh. oh there's a crutch control joke there but <laughs> i can't find it i'll give you a line later Thank you. <laughs> so yeah how, do, how does that work so so she talks about all the stuff that i, I suppose traditionally when you think about I, I want to want sex so actually I need to find stuff to turn me on so hence like sex coffee or lingerie sex toys everything to like press your foot straight down on the accelerator and kind of get yourself going mm. um but what the book talks about is the idea that you've got a sexual break and actually for a lot of people your break is stronger than your accelerator so mm. if your break is pushed flat down to the floor no matter how much revving yeah. you're doing you're not going to go anywhere yeah. so instead of figuring out your turn-ons the best place to start is figuring out what turns you off oh this is good yeah it, yeah it's amazing and did you employ so, that did you i've got a blog post which is something about find like writing down all the things that make you feel unsexy yeah. and that it, yeah, that was just such an amazing place to start, I think. And that's how I figured out, like, a lot of mine was tied to stress and anxiety, but loads of stuff. I don't know what much I'm thinking about. Like, if I'm wandering around in my pyjamas, working from home all day, feeling a bit dirty. And, yeah. <laughs> you know, like, you're not going to want a shag when your partner mm. comes home from work because you're just not feeling it in yourself. So yeah. I, it's just, I think you, what turns you off is so individual for everyone. And obviously everyone has to go on their own journey to find out what that is for them. But yeah, it's fascinating. I think everybody should read this book, read this book. <laughs> <laughs> she should pay me commission. She <laughs> when you said you, you wanted to want sex, mm. what was that inside? you? Because I think for me, I'm like, oh, I, I don't want you to, I don't want people out there to want to have sex because of outside influences do you know what I mean like yeah. I don't want them to feel why aren't I pressured why I don't want them to feel pressured and feel like they are broken or they are weird because yeah. they don't want sex so what was the thing inside you that said oh I want to want sex where did that come from yeah do you know what that is such a good point as well and somebody asked me about that on Twitter the other day and yeah it's so important that everyone just needs to do what's right for them you know and it's not just if you don't want sex that's not abnormal um but I think for me um and again, I can only speak for myself, but there's something about feeling 
alive. I, I don't know. I feel like w- that loss of, of sexuality was just actually a real loss to my whole life. I don't know. There's something about feeling sexy and feeling creative and passionate and kind of having a bit of like lust for life in the same way as having yeah. like a lust for a well, person. Well, those well-being indexes are always, they always, um, are you sniffing producer sound? <laughs> They um they always talk about that, don't they? So like apparently you know the 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 things combined that make a happy person is really good sleep mm. and lots of sex, <laughs> which seems a little bit <laughs> contradictory. But isn't that interesting? Yeah. So actually, there is a physical. So it's not just using everything or trying to get pregnant or anything like that. It's actual yeah. the physicality of having sex. I guess yeah. it releases endorphins or whatever else yeah. releases as well. I think for me as well, one of the things that I massively found was that when, again, when you look online and a lot of the advice, and you, exactly like you said, sort of feeling like you should have sex, that a lot of people kind of put emphasis on the quantity of sex that you have. And it's like, you should be having all of this great sex and, mm. you know, all the time, blah, blah, blah. But I think it's just, again, it's just so important to note that there's, there is no amount that everybody should be having but for me it's about the quality of the sex that you are having so even if it's less as long as it's sex that feels good for you yeah. that's so important did and you f- that was what was missing yeah. for me i think did it impact on your relationship did you feel less connected yeah definitely yeah yeah i think yeah it was it's just quite difficult i think it it creates a bit of a gulf between you I think and puts quite a lot of pressure on the relationship which I think then in turn has a knock-on effect on your sex drive so it becomes really it's just a bit and then you feel pressured about having that yeah 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 yeah. Yeah. and I think by by the end again there's some wicked like people writing on stuff out there but I think for me we got to the point where I I felt really stressed just because of stress I think I got into this situation where I just maybe didn't feel like I really wanted to have sex kind of felt a I don't know. It's a bit weird. But I kind of felt like I should for my relationship, yeah. but not in a. I don't know. How do you explain that? Not yeah. in a weird yeah. way. You yeah. know, obviously consensual, but yeah. there's a yeah, and that's I think slightly problematic as well. Even if you start breaking that down, but like I kind of I wanted to have sex or wanted to want to have sex in my relationship, but then worried about getting turned on and all that kind of stuff. So sex itself started getting more and more yeah. stressful, and then every time my boyfriend would just. I don't know, shuffle a bit closer to me on the sofa or whatever, I would suddenly, yeah, become like really tense and just, I don't know. Uh, and yeah. every like kiss or something feels like it comes with added, I don't and know, intention. Yeah, 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 absolutely. So then you end up kind of almost avoiding any sort of affection for, from them because you're worried about where that's going to lead to and what you need to, you know, whether that's going to mean that you have to reject them again, which is really, you know. See, I want to ask something, but I'm scared to ask in case it. Am I allowed to ask? Yeah, well, yeah. It doesn't have to go in if you don't want it, but yeah. did it... Are you still together? Yeah, yeah, we oh, are. Yeah. Yeah. Yay! And do you know what? He has been so supportive as well, so supportive. But yeah. it's, been, it's been really difficult, but I think, like... Yeah, I suppose him seeing me putting in the effort to oh, try and figure out what you. it did, is. And did you start off doing the blog secretly, or, and then and then say, "Oh, yeah." <laughs> I know, I know. I think he's just like, "What are you doing?" Tell all. How did that go down? Yeah. Um, do you know what? I think it was okay. I think I just I needed an outlet. I think, mm. and God knows why I just decided to blog to 
hundreds of people, not that hundreds of people. Because no one else was doing it. You were looking for that advice and there yeah. wasn't that advice out yeah. there. So yeah, you um, provide. Yeah, and it's weird, but for me it's easier to write on the blog than actually talk to my partner about it. So yeah. it's really helped me be able to like... I bet he's reading it on. Yeah. yeah, he has read a bit. I yeah. think he's a bit like, oh, that's really embarrassing. <laughs> <laughs> but no, he's been amazing about it. So yeah. How long have you been writing it before you, you delved and, and told him? Or did you tell him any, or did he find out? Or? No, I, don't, I did tell him. Yeah, yeah, it was only like a couple of months or something and I'd probably had like one reader. <laughs> so it wasn't like (laughs) so yeah no but it was all fine I think it's always one of those things isn't it when you start blogging and I don't know we were talking about earlier weren't we Bibi about yeah I don't know putting part of yourself on the internet I suppose but the more that I started writing and the more that I've a couple of my friends found out completely by accident and I was like I want to die of embarrassment that how did they find out they just saw it on Twitter because I somehow hadn't linked my like personal account or I don't know how I'd done it but they were so supportive about it and they've decided to just go around and tell everyone that they know and there's been quite a lot of support I think. Do you think there's shame around it then? Yeah absolutely I I think I really felt ashamed and I didn't I think part of the reason I started the blog was because I felt like I couldn't really tell anyone because you just feel like it's just you Mm. and I don't know if anyone else has this but I think in like our 20s of all my mates we used to talk about sex all the time but now everybody's got into relationships I think you kind of want to protect part of that intimacy mm. with your partner and if or they're not having sex yeah, yeah 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 and when I started telling people about the blog just like sheepishly like oh I do this really cringe thing online <laughs> um, they were all like tell me about it like I'm not having sex either yeah. Oh. and yeah it just it feels like it's really sparked other conversations with people that would never would have happened doing that. So we're going to make you feel better, Miranda. Mm. Oh no, <laughs> I did it last time. It's your turn. <laughs> Miranda Kane to my right, and me, Bibi, both very beautiful women. I think you'll agree. Um, have managed to not have sex the entire time we've had this podcast. Well done, us. <laughs> well done, Bravo. We're us. coming up to our year anniversary. Yes, well done. So on our year, we should have us two do it, making the sweet love. Yeah. <laughs> should make a promise to each other. <laughs> Jesus. Um, people writing with their stories? Mm. Um, do you know what? Not not so much, actually. A lot of people have, well, a few people, I suppose, have commented underneath just saying, like, this is my experience as well. Mm. Um, but I think I haven't really done much to promote it, to be honest. I think I've just been on Twitter a little bit, so I don't know how many people Well, have. you're going to get some oh, Yeah, you get some <laughs> I think that's great, though, because I think even anything, just knowing you're not on your own, that's yeah. such a, such a yeah. thing to say, but it's not. It's so powerful, isn't it? Yeah. When it's just other people, and you're just like, okay, there is a finite amount of experience, and we're, and we're all sharing it, so, yeah. you know. And to have it with that story, to have it with other people that are going through the same thing, and not to have those bollocks out there that are going to go, you're not doing it right, and <laughs> suggest that instead of just having, like, nice sex as you would with a partner mm. to go uh, what you need is to bring out the whips and the chains and the yeah. dildos and, the and everything yeah. and the sex coffee yeah, yeah. anyway sorry I know, someone on Twitter said to me you're not masturbating right I was like oh. mate what <laughs> that has got nothing to yeah. do with anything and please don't tweet to me while you are yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> please don't <ooh. laughs> um, what would you so so we think what do we think the causes are so depression I mean ironically antidepressants Mm. suppress libido as well don't they so stress as well yeah what else do you think so for me get my little notebook out oh I love it I love what we're getting (laughs) I just wrote it because I think for me there's you can find online all sorts of different reasons but I think if if you are experiencing low sex drive I think it's good to 
to really pinpoint the the reason that you are and i think to your action next depends very much on why why it's low do you know what i mean because yeah, yeah. some advice given doesn't suit every scenario so mm. i according to me mm. what what i think and i've done loads of research as well i think one is i've just put like around your well-being so yeah stress anxiety depression um i think tied in with that is mood as well like about um confidence around your body mm. that can feel quite stressful as well like the idea that I don't know, if your body's changed or something like that it can really stop you from wanting yeah. sex and wanting that intimacy um I think a massive one which not enough people speak about and this one I feel like took me ages to kind of figure out but it's that sense of like losing touch with your own sexuality or possibly never even having discovered it yeah because so for me under that is like I suppose understanding how your sex drive works, but it's also about what turns you off, what turns you on, knowing how to actually ask for what you want as well. Because I think a lot of people, you, I think that's all tied into a relationship sometimes. And, you know, it's... You it's all assumed sex. that you know, isn't it? Mm. Absolutely. And there's some really amazing articles doing around on Twitter, actually, at the moment about pleasure and all yeah. of that kind of stuff and how, you know, we're not taught about that stuff. So, mm. and I think unless you actually actively seek out that journey for yourself, you mm. don't... No, necessarily. To be honest, though, if Miranda and I haven't written the article, don't bother reading it. <laughs> <laughs> well, I've learned so much, though. Like, things that I've never thought about around sexuality from doing this. Like, when we were talking uh, to, uh, I think it was Alex Fox the other day, about various sex toys, and she was saying about how sex toys are towards women are catered towards this kind of punch, punch, punch yeah. feel. And then porn, We when we spoke to Anna Richards, who and she creates porn for mm. women yeah. and how frolic that's me yeah frolic me yeah. about how that's so much different to the porn that's available online yeah. because that's geared towards male sexuality yeah and so and we're not given this kind of there are different options to Absolutely. bang 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 penis vagina options. even the fact the dildos yeah. are about you know three foot wide <sighs> yeah you know yeah. you wish yeah, you know, it's, <laughs> yeah. You know, eight foot tall They're okay sure all yeah. geared towards what men yeah. think women yeah. want rather than what women want yeah and, you know a need yeah there's also oh my god you have to do it there's this amazing it sounds really silly about like do a quiz but there's a quiz online and it's called your erotic blueprint Ooh. i don't know if you've ever you should definitely do it after this it's by this woman and i can't her name is like jay jay i don't know i don't know how to pronounce it she's american mm. but if you look it up online it's erotic blueprint sexual blueprint yes. and it's all these different ways of like how you like to be turned on and i think like yeah i don't know i feel like we don't talk enough about seduction once you're in a long-term relationship because that kind of bit like oh we haven't really got time for that or i know what it is that you like and let's yeah. just do the same old but this is so interesting all of the different types and the ways that you like to be approached and yeah. the know, blueprint that's... implies that that's it's set it's like your kind of sex dna in terms yeah. of what you like i bet it must change mm. so have it has how did I'm quite intrigued by the um, the dynamic within your relationship mm. and this issue because I mean, l lack of libido is one way of saying it, but it could be you've just got different sex drives yeah. as well, and is, yeah. I guess that's that's as much of a problem or not as much of a problem yeah. depending how you want to look at it. I guess yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, there isn't a question in that. I just said something. <laughs> yeah, I know. I was <laughs> literally what no you question say. there. But do you, <laughs> do you think um, there's always going to be? Um, I, th I think there is a difference in sex drives between couples. Mm. Would the ways of approaching that would be the same as, as you'd approach lack of libido? Do you think? Um, 
to think, cut this. <laughs> I love a coffee yeah. right now. No, I don't. What do you mean? Because I suppose a mismatch in libido is about negotiation as well, isn't it? About yeah. what is yeah. be right for both mm. of you. Less about finding out what your break is. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I, but I think, though, we definitely, we don't talk enough about consent within relationships yeah. as well. And yeah. it, I do a lot of stuff around um, violence against women and I, I don't know I think there's just there's a lot of stuff that we still need to speak about don't we in terms of mismatch libido and stuff like duty sex yeah and, I can uh, think of so many times when I've been with partners and you know you feel like the the grip not you know not in an unpleasant way but you feel like a little you're lying in bed and you feel the hands go to your boobs because they mm. know that a stroke of your nipples is going to turn you on or something and you're suddenly you're like I was just falling asleep you know (laughs) and and it does feel like it's duty sex and just like let's just get it over and done with because then it'll get you to sleep and I don't have to lie it with you wanking off or something do you know what I mean a bit TMI there sorry (laughs) I went into one didn't I I've had a sex coffee. She's had a sex coffee. She, honestly, more cream. (laughs) Yeah. She literally, the the images you paint with your words. But I feel like I've had more duty sex with partners. Is duty sex necessarily bad? It's not necessarily bad, but I think looking back now on it, I feel I feel bad about it and feel bad about being pushed into it. I've had duty sex on dates, not uh, even with regular past partners. Yeah, you know, yeah. I mean, there's a whole bloody you know. That's another therapy one, isn't there, it? isn't it? Yeah. Because anyway, we've got a guest. <laughs> <laughs> no, but it's so it is so interesting, isn't it? About how yeah, we talk so much about consent, but then there's I suppose within a relationship, like is there. I don't know what I'm trying to say without it sounding really problematic, but like this idea of assumed consent. I don't, yeah. Because one of the posts that I'm trying to figure out how to write at the moment is that sometimes it can feel like, how many no's can I say before this is going to turn into an argument? And and before it begins to ruin the relationship. And we're not yeah. just talking, I want to clarify that I'm not just talking about men doing it to women here. I, yeah, I, yeah. I know a friend of mine who's a woman and she always feels like she's having to, you know, get her husband up, you know, to quite literally. But, <laughs> you know, she always feels like she has to be the instigator. Yeah. So it can be from both Definitely. both sides. Yeah. But it does make that, an impact. Yeah. And that must be a miracle that both um, tally at the same time. Yeah. You know, like one's depressed, one's got too much work, yeah. one's not feeling great, one's really feeling yeah, great. Absolutely. One's got vertigo. One, not vertigo, <laughs> Virgo. 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 <laughs> one's got Uranus. <laughs> I'm turning this into a best of episode. We, we talked to a woman who did sex horoscopes the other day. Oh Maybe my that's God. something. I <laughs> could not. I was... <laughs> When, if your sun's in Sagittarius yes. and your moon's in Virgo rising yeah, and your partner's yeah. off on, you know... Yeah. Saturn, you're, you're screwed. You're screwed. Well, not quite. You're not. You're not screwed. <laughs> so, not but it's that full moon we've been talking Yeah, 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 there's a crazy full moon. It's the best of episode. What, do you, <laughs> what would you... Um, what have you kind of learnt if, we, if people are listening in and they... Well, first of all, they're going to have to read your brilliant blog to, mm. to get real, all these great stories from your, from your perspective... Um, but your kind of um, your advice what would your advice be to anyone listening now if they felt that they did have a problem how do you know you've got a problem that's a good point so I think if you start going down like a medical route I think is Mm. it uh, if you look into like desired disorders and stuff I think the the main criteria is that it causes you distress I think is the the main thing so I, I suppose that 
I suppose the biggest thing that I've learned is it's normal to not want to have sex. That's, that's like the baseline. Yeah. But I suppose if you want to do more about that, and I think that has to be you wanting to do more, not your, not because yeah. your partner so wants you to do more. That's basically, if you it. find yourself on Dr. Google wondering why you've got a low <laughs> sex drive, that's when you that's think, when you that's when you know present. you've got a low sex drive and <laughs> yeah. you want to start doing something. Yeah. And I think you have to want to do it for you as well. You yeah. Know, like, and I think for me, it's been such an amazing journey. I, I actually... Maybe this is too much, but I actually think losing my sex drive has been one of the best things that's ever happened to me because it's allowed me to like go right back to basics and really understand the like mechanics of sexuality and pleasure and like really learn about myself. So for me, it's been like amazing. That's a really good point, isn't it? So where are you at now with it? I think for me, I'm a really good balance now. Like I definitely don't want sex all the time, and that's totally normal. But Mm -hmm. I think I just I understand so much more about myself, and I'm more than happy to say no to sex when I don't want it because I know why I don't want it and I'm able to kind of understand that myself so even like in terms of my period cycle like I don't know I just I've and yeah. I, there's certain times of the month that I just am not really into it and there's certain times that or certain things that impact on me that mean that you know I'm much more in in the right mood for it so yeah. I just I feel I suppose just so much more comfortable in myself and just knowing exactly what it is that I want and what I don't want so I think yeah you can't really ask for more can you it's yeah. just yeah feel like a happy equilibrium <laughs> I love that <laughs> that sounds like such a great idea like if you are feeling unhappy with where your libido's at and where your sex drive is at then go right back to basics Mm. like as if you're trying to climb mount everest but you've got too much stuff on your back so it's like well go back to base camp and unpack your backpack and then (laughs) think about what you really need you know do you really need your high heels when you're going up the mountain (laughs) no okay (laughs) but it's almost like it's like going back to school isn't it and getting the sex education that you probably should have got when you're like you know 15 or whatever it's yeah and I think there's so many amazing resources out there it should just be highlighted and yeah, I don't know if you've been to the Shush Women's Store you probably have oh yes yeah. Friendo yeah. Show oh Friendo Show yeah like <laughs> just you know places like that that you can go to that just really I don't know like help you on that journey and there's other people out there going through the same so it's yeah, yeah. I definitely I, I've gone from being quite happy not wanting to have sex and when I look back I didn't even realize that I was unhappy I don't know if that makes sense to anyone else but it's just yeah yeah do you think psychologically um it feels different for a man if they have a a low libido to a woman having a low libido yeah I think it's um I think they they just get acceptable either way don't they so if they've got high libido then they're accepted if they've got a low libido then they're accepted do you think they'd be accepted yeah I think they they would have more help out there so if they've got a low libido then it'd be like well have you got a low libido here's some help for you whereas if with Mm. the woman's got a low libido then it's like well you're not doing it right you're not wanking right you're not you, you need more BDSM in your life or something and you don't get the same kind of psychological help that I would reckon a man would get mm, that's that... interesting actually yeah because I suppose there's this whole idea that women just lies back and thinks of England yeah so does it even matter that we're we can now because of Brexit what are we allowed to think about <laughs> <laughs> there's no free movement <laughs> Yeah. 
Thank you very much to our guest, Laura, and check out her um, really interesting website, sexponential.co.uk. I'm going to do that. But in the meantime, my name is Miranda Kane. And I am Bibi Lynch. Good Sex, Bad Sex was kind of produced by Sam Bonham. Such a wicked girl. <laughs> See you next week for Good Sex, Bad Sex. Mm-hmm. 